Well, good evening and welcome to Wednesday Evening Discipleship. My name is Jamie Mulvaney. It's great to be with you tonight. We're in this series on restricted but advancing. And if you haven't already, can I encourage you to listen to Tim's talk from uh, Sunday. So how do we advance? How do we advance as followers of Jesus amongst restrictions? Well, I want to tonight talk about an issue of character. And the Bible tells us that pride is the root of all evil and it's the root of all sin. And so if pride is the root of all evil and the root of all sin, then the opposite of pride, humility, could not be more important. I'm aware of the potential pitfalls of communicating about humility. I'm sure that if I went to a class on how to give a talk on uh, humility, they'd say within the first minute, tell a self-deprecating story to get them to like you. But that's often what self-deprecation is, isn't it? It's a form of manipulation, of actually getting people to like you. In other words, it's pride. And if I may say so, we live in a society which has mastered this, this false humility. But we don't want false humility, we want the real thing. Actually, we wanted in others. It's the thing that uh, we don't like in ourselves, we don't like to see it in ourselves, but we most demand and expect from others. You know, for ourselves, we might think that if we're going to advance, then being humble is not the way to do that. That being humble, it's sort of feeble and pathetic, a bit like Uriah Heep in David Copperfield. It's passive, you're a doormat, you can't achieve anything or advance, it's restrictive. But we're learning more right now, aren't we, from the people that society has pushed to the edges, whether it's, it's nurses or care workers and cleaners, people who in humility are advancing the health of the world right now. And when I look at HDC, I see uh, some of the most humble, caring, loving people I know. When I see what's happening in connect groups and what's happening with HDC on call, it's not like I've been looking forward to this moment thinking, HDC, we have a real issue with pride here. But, but pride has a way of, of subtly getting beneath the surface. It's like a hairline crack that can end up destroying us. Pride, it restricts us when there's so much more on offer for us as followers of Jesus. Benedict lived in the 6th century. He was the founder of Western monasticism. And at a time of chaos in the world, he taught people to pray. And by doing so, incidentally, he saved Europe. And he wrote his rule of life. And in this written piece, the, the largest chapter is the chapter on humility. And this was the original 12-step program. It was a 12-step ladder that he wrote about. He, he wrote that we go down through pride, but we go up through humility. And this is so counterintuitive. But it's actually always been the case. We advance by going up the ladder of humility. Last week on HDC Daily, I spoke about the Tower of Babel in Genesis and people seeking to make a name for themselves, trying to advance upwards. But God, he frustrated their plans. The worst thing that can happen to a prideful person is they get exactly what they want up there in their own tower, surrounded by their trophies, but utterly alone. Pride, it destroys community, it destroys unity. But the way that we advance is humility. 
The way we go up is humility. Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, that God opposes the, the proud but shows favour to the humble, shows grace to the humble. I mean, can you imagine what it's like to be opposed by God, to always be walking with the wind against you? But God says that he shows grace and favour to the humble. Do you want to know God's grace and favour in your life? It's something that we choose. Remember that grace means that God, he is acting in our lives. So the humble, they are dependent on God, not on themselves. How do you humble yourself? Well, by depending on God. In verse 6, Peter writes there, humble yourselves. And he writes, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. That is, depending upon God to act. And Peter goes on, that God, he may lift you up in due time. This is advancing. This is not under our own strength or efforts, but it's all up to God. And Peter goes on in verse 7, cast all your anxiety onto God because he cares for you. This is dependence. There's so much that we can draw out of this passage. We can go to God with our anxieties and our worries. You know, perhaps the greatest spiritual test for our lives is not when we've just broken up with someone or when we've lost our job. But when everything's rosy, when we're infatuated with a new relationship, that we forget about God or we get a raise at work and we have money and we buy stuff and we don't think we need God anymore. In other words, this is self-sufficiency. This is pride. It's the same thing. But God, he wants us to depend on him. You advance by depending. Are you depending on God? Another question we can ask is, do we think that we know better than God? You know, we trust God for our salvation, but on this particular issue of whether I need to forgive someone, actually, I don't need to forgive that person. That's different for me. Or there's things that here in this Bible, but actually, that's a bit outdated now. Actually, I know better than God's way. Now, we wouldn't be so bold as to say, God, I know better than you, but we do by our actions. It's double-minded. But we advance by choosing God's way, by choosing God's best for our lives. The third question we can ask is, are you self-promoting or are you God-worshipping? Again, you might not be doing things that are explicitly look like self-promotion. But when we get out of regular rhythms, we can lose our focus on God. And this is why we devote so much time and space to, to worshipping God, because we, we take the attention off of ourselves and onto God. Because we need to see God. This is something that Dallas Willard wrote about. And he was an American uh, philosopher and writer on spiritual formation. In other words, how we're formed as followers of Jesus. And I love what he wrote about humility. He wrote this. Vision of God secures humility. Seeing God for who he is enables us to see ourselves for who we are. This makes us bold, for we see clearly what great good and evil are at issue. And we see that it is not up to us to accomplish it, but up to God, who is more than able. We are delivered from pretending, from being presumptuous about ourselves, and from pushing as if the outcome depended on us. We persist without frustration, 
and we practice calm and joyful non-compliance with every evil. And we do the very best that we know. We work hard and even self-sacrificially. But we do not carry the load. And our ego is not involved in any way with the mission and the ministry. In our love of Jesus and his Father, we truly have abandoned our life to him. Our life is not an object of deep concern. What I love about this and what I love about our passage is that we see that the love of Jesus frees us from the mode of self-preservation and also from the mode of self-protection. You know, cast all your anxieties onto Jesus because he cares for you. It's saying, God, would you take charge of my life because I can't control it anyway. And this is what it means to abandon ourselves to him. To not cooperate with sin, but to cooperate with God. It also takes you out of the mode of self-promotion. It's saying, God will lift me up. And I wouldn't want any lifting up that isn't God's anyway. And Dallas Willard, he says that this makes us bold. If you've been part of HCC for a while, you'll think back to our series on, on Be Bold. You know, humility and boldness, they are not opposites. I can't think of anyone bolder than Jesus Christ. And I can't think of anyone more humble than Jesus Christ too. Put it this way. Someone once said to Winston Churchill that um, Clement Attlee, he came to see me the other day and he struck me as a very modest man. And Churchill replied, well, he has much to be modest about. Christians often think that we advance in humility by emphasizing our sin, by saying, I'm sinful, I'm unworthy, and, and staying in that place. Or by recognizing that we're not the creator and we are creatures, so we should be humble. And of course, both these things are true, that we are sinful and that we're creatures. But they aren't the primary reason why we're called to be humble. Because imagine for a moment that you weren't a sinner, that you were sinless. Or imagine for a moment that you were uncreated. Would you therefore be justified in being proud? The answer to that question is Jesus Christ. Because he is not a sinner. And in his divine nature, he was not created. But he was not proud. He was actually humble. We advance in humility when we see that we are called to become like Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus, he did not tag on humility onto his powerful being. He is intrinsically humble. And the more that you look into this, the more that you realize it to be true. Think of the Trinity. You've got one God, but three persons, and each person glorifies the other, desiring not the glory of themselves, but of the other. At the heart of the Trinity, at the heart of God, is humility. There's a refreshing lack of ego in God. His identity is wrapped up in his humility. And our identity is now wrapped up in his, that we are children of God. And where pride makes you unable to serve others, humility is the ability to serve others with love. Think about creation, that God, he created us, he created space for us to thrive and to flourish. And prideful leaders, they don't create space for others to, to thrive. They have to take up all the space for themselves. But God, he is not wrapped up in himself. 
but he, he lowered himself. This is not just the God of creation, but the God of the incarnation, which is what, God, which is what Tim was speaking about from Philippians 2 on Sunday. He, he spoke about how in Philippians 2 that Paul writes that um, Jesus being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. You know, that is not something that you would say about any other God. This is the boldest act in history. It's the bravest thing that anyone has ever done. It's also the humblest. You know, the vulnerability of the incarnation and the crucifixion. And our calling to humility is to walk in the steps of Jesus. Now, this is Wednesday evening discipleship. And uh, being a disciple of Jesus means to be a follower of Jesus, to, to be with him, to become like him, and to do what he does. And this is how we advance. That as we depend on Jesus Christ, as we seek him and his best for our lives, as we worship him and as we see him for who he is, we become like what we worship, that we advance as followers of Jesus. So be bold. God created you. He redeemed you. He loves you. God put you there. Be confident. Be humble. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.